Welcome to Not Everything Sucks with Andrew. We're talking party politics and cooking with avocados. I am here with my guest co-host, Move Texas Executive Director, Drew Galloway. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be here with you on the first episode. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Great. Let's do this. Drew, tell us a little about, about yourself before we get into some avocado cooking. Great. So I'm the executive director of Move Texas. Most of you know us as Move San Antonio, but we just rebranded this week. Um, and so like we, uh, we have like, we're a nonpartisan mm -hmm. grassroots nonprofit that focuses on getting young people involved in our democracy through civic education, leadership development, and issue advocacy. And uh, so we register young voters, help educate them on the issues that matter most to them, and then make sure that they go make their voice heard from City Hall to, to the presidency all through voting. You mentioned you just got rebranded from Move San Antonio to Move Texas like two days ago. Um, why the change? Well, we've been doing work uh, this year in Laredo and in Seguin, which a lot a lot of people might not know. Um, and we're also looking at like other uh, Texas campuses mm. here throughout the state. So we just felt like it was time to like make that jump. And you know, we started here right at the University of Texas at San Antonio. And you know, so we're proud San Antonians. But you know, we're we know that this work is so important, not only in our city but all across the Lone Star State. Natural progression, natural progression. So, today we're uh, cooking baked avocado eggs, um, which you will see in posts afterwards. We'll post the recipe um, on Facebook after this. Um, so let's get down to it. Let's do it. Okay, so we have two avocados, mm -hmm. um, the big avocados, four eggs, some chopped chive, some pepper, uh, and an oven that has been preheated to 425. Great. So the first step is cutting, cutting the avocado. Would you like me to take that? You know, have you ever had experience in this? You know, I don't know if a lot, of, a lot of people know this, but I graduated from the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. I worked 10 years in the wine business before I got involved in politics. Um, so Drew is going to be making avocado <laughs> baked eggs. I will be watching. No, no, no. Let's let's yeah. By all means, do, show do me it. how it's done, and well, then I'll and then I'll jump right in. So you're taking the avocado. Yeah. So if you look at it, the avocado is uh, oblong. So you want to take your knife, go straight in like that, and then you'll fill the seed inside. Okay. And then you just rotate the avocado against the seed. It's going to give you like a really straight cut. And then just take your avocado, pop it open. Dude. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can do this. Now, I, I looked up online how to pick avocados. This thing is a science. Like, you have to take the stem of the avocado, poke it off, and what's underneath, if it's green, it's good. Mm -hmm. Some green for go. If it's brown, um, it's bad. So You did a great job because these it, are very it's ripe. really beautiful avocado. It looks just like our, our logo. Okay, here we go. So you said it was oblong, so the cut should be here? Yep, go uh, lengthwise. Okay. All right, so we have paramedics standing by in case my 
No, we don't have any of that standing by. If, <laughs> if I cut myself, I'm done. It'll be a great short. I work in politics, not, <laughs> not in medicine. So, uh, <laughs> okay, I almost got it around. I just missed it a little bit. You're good. I think you I can. got it. Don't worry. All right. Okay. Okay, and then you twist. Yep. All right. There Bam. There it is. All right. Now, the best way to take the seed out is to take your knife and, like, I don't think my knives are sharp enough. It's okay. <laughs> and you, what you can do is you can just pop that seed right out like that. All right. So take the knife and just. Yep. If, if it's a heavy knife, you can just hit the seed. The knife will stick in and then you just twist the knife like a coin and it'll pop the seed out. I don't think these knives are heavy. It's okay. If you go right at the edge right there and just pop it out, it'll work. You know, Drew? After the 10 weeks of this episode, of this <laughs> show, we're going to be great. You're going to be a master at avocado. This is why Drew is our first guest. <laughs> because he is the master at everything that I'm not. There awesome. you go. Okay. So next, what we're doing is we're taking this spoon and just kind of taking a little bit out enough for the egg to nicely fit inside. And I have a uh, little pan or sheet what is this it casserole. is a uh, casserole okay dish. and we're gonna put these in here and crack some eggs and while we're doing this um we're here for party politics drew what is a political party sure so a political party at its like most basic definition is just a group of people who come together to influence elections and politics um, so that can be, uh, you know, a group of um, like concerned citizens that can be like, uh, you know, a group that has a very specific agenda, um, you know, but ultimately it's just a group of people that want to uh, typically influence elections. Why do we have political parties? In, in democracy, political parties weren't something that was prevalent in Greece when they were trying democracy out in the, for the first time. Why is that something that we grapple with here in, in America? There were actually two political parties in Greece at the start of democracy. Interesting. So um, there was the like kings, like sort of elitist, like high elite uh, political party. The patricians. Mm -hmm. Correct. And then there was the plebeians, which was sort of the working class uh, party, uh, you know, or sort of middle class, upper middle class, working class party. Um, but like in early democracy, people did not like the like masses did not have the voice in democracy that like we're used to in American democracy today. But that hmm. is where like party politics really started was back then. And it was really like these two factions that had slightly different ideas but mm -hmm. would ha would come together to work on issues together uh, for the, the good of the country. Do you think that we can have democracy without political parties? Um, I think that it would be uh, maybe a little tougher. Sure. Um, so obviously political parties give people an identity. Yeah. Um, and it gives us uh, a, you know, it's it feeds off as sort of the natural human tendency for tribalism, if that makes any sense. It does. Um, it does. And so like, uh, so we like to be around people that think like us. Um, and yeah, it, it, that is really the reason why we have political parties. So if you didn't catch what I just did, I cracked the egg in the bowl 
and then took the yolk out, put the yolk in first, and you can see it's dripping already because mm -hmm. I did a great job, and then put the egg white in the avocado uh, after it, so I'll put that in there. So, Wait, Was there a reason why you did that? If you do it just all at once, it tends to have a higher probability of dripping and spilling over, which mine did anyway because I'm so great at this. Mm -hmm. Also, um, it's what the recipe said. Great. So, you know. <laughs> Master chef over here. I'll do the next one. Perfect. Okay. So we have two political parties in America. Mm -hmm. um, we call this a two-party system. Why do we have a two-party system? Why aren't there more political parties? Or are there more political parties? Sure. So um, I think when you look at it, the founders actually didn't like what they call factions. Um, and that, that varied. So like you had Wa uh, George Washington, who didn't like factions at all and uh, didn't really want uh, there to be political parties or, or warn the American people against it. And then you sure. had some like Hamilton That's who were right. like uh, parties are a necessary evil in some ways. Yes. Um, and so uh, the uh, idea of parties have uh, evolved in a lot of ways um, in, in American politics. Um, but you're right. We really do have like a two-party system, which is the uh, Republicans and the Democrats. But then we also have all of these like smaller third parties um, that are that are really important to our, the discussion that's happening right now in America as well, and ha have been important, you know, for centuries. So I mean, we all see presidential elections, Republicans, Democrats, and like the Green Party. Mm -hmm. um, and I think most of us think of the Green Party as this like, whoa, Republicans and Democrats are so awful. I guess the only thing I can do is go for the Green candidate. Um, Drew, are there other alternatives or is the Green Party or is the Green Party our only other alternative? Or tell us a little no, bit about these small and, and a parties. Lot of, a lot of people choose parties because that is the issues or the beliefs that they align with. Sure. And so, um, you know, uh, I know a lot of like people who vote Green Party, and uh, they do it because they care about the environment. And sure. They want, you know, they want to see like increased uh, like renewable energy sources and candidates that like represent their interests. And so, uh, so, so yeah. So all of whether it's Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Green Party, um, you know, Democratic Socialists of, of America, all of these different parties like represent uh, a different belief system or interest uh, within the American people. And so, and that's what makes democracy great. What's going to make these eggs and avocados great is uh, putting them in the oven before you throw those chives on them. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I was testing you. Yeah, exactly. So we put the chives and pepper. Yep. I'll do two and you can do two. Great. We're going to put these in the oven um, for about 15 to 20 minutes. So we'll, uh, we'll check back in with them. There's no like cooking show magic here. There's no pre-prepared anything. It's all going to be very um, organic, if you will. Alton Brown has nothing on us. So <laughs> we don't have staff to do all this. We're doing all of this ourselves. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. That's for sure. Okay, we peppered them, we chived them, and uh, straight in the oven. Straight in the oven. Okay. All right. Good luck, boys. See you on the other side. <laughs>
All right, so it's uh, 8.12. We'll check in uh, with them right before we close out. Great. Okay, so we have all of these small parties that exist in America, two really big parties, um, all these candidates where some of them we like, most of them we don't. Let's say you are a voter going in to vote and you're at the booth, you made it, you fought traffic, you finally found your right precinct because you procrastinated by not early voting. This isn't anyone I know. <laughs> you walk in and you see 20 some odd candidates and you recognize like one and a half of them. What do you do? Well, do you vote party? Like do you just pull the party lever or do you do something different? Well, I think that the, you can do a couple different things, and I'm okay. not here to tell you how to vote. Sure. Um, but first of all, the best case to do is to actually go do all the research on the candidates that you're going to see on the Sure, ballot. that makes so, sense. Uh, so find a, a good voter guide. Move San Antonio, Move Texas has a voter guide. Um, League of Women Voters has a great voter guide. Okay. So find a voter guide that you really like and follow that voter guide because they come out okay. typically every election and gives you the opportunity to like research the candidates, find uh, – Find a style that you like. Sure. Um, that's best case scenario. Um, now, you know, like in Texas, straight ticket voting, which is what you were saying, like mm -hmm. pulling the voting all Republican, Lever. voting all Democrat, yeah. um, is actually going away. And Interesting. Yep. Yeah, so, like, that's going away. So, in a year or so, you're going to have to vote individually all the way down, anyways. So, that's why, like, especially like young voters, first-time voters mm. need to get in the habit of checking out all the candidates because that is going to be like the new norm uh, going forward. Do you think that helps promote people to learn more or perhaps hinders people who really have this set of issues that they know, have the political party that corresponds with those set of issues, um, and that taking that away discourages voters. Well, I think that you're still going to see on the actual voting machine, you're still going to see the D and the R. Interesting. And, and even like uh, an independent if, if for I for independent. Sure. Um, so you'll still see that on the on the on the individual race. Um, so you can still vote by party if you prefer, and you don't understand like the you don't know the candidate or, mm -hmm. or the issues. Um, but what hopefully it will do is it will you know sort of like encourage people to uh, learn more about each individual race and vote vote all the way down that way. So we vote, we're in the box, we've voted for our candidate that we closely align with or who we believe will do the best job. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we start local, we go bigger, and inevitably we're voting for Congress. And I think no matter what party you align with, big, small, left or right, you can agree that Congress isn't doing a super good job of getting things done. This political party politics at its height, which we could argue is Congress not getting stuff done. I mean, where do regular people fit in with that? How do they how do they evoke any kind of effective change in Congress to get anything done at all? Well, Congress is the house of the people. So when you look at the three branches of government, like Congress is like where our voice should be the strongest at. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that we've noticed, like looking at the data, mm -hmm. is that uh, the that America is polarizing and mm. it's becoming more and more polarized. Um, so you have uh, as the electorate short, sort of shifts to the edges um, and is amplified by things like gerrymandering, yeah. um, then 
you're seeing like you know people get elected to Congress and then that faction is like less likely to collaborate together or um, or work together in partnerships. One could say gerrymandering is like party politics gone wrong. Could you talk a little bit about what gerrymandering is? Yeah, so gerrymandering is uh, basically when elected officials pick their voters rather than voters picking their elected officials. Makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, wh how does that happen? But it's happened for like, you know, decades and decades and decades. Um, and it happens in both parties. Um, mm -hmm. And so basically, uh, you know, the party in power uh, draws the lines to the maps. Sure. And when they draw the lines to the maps, they do it most of the time in their favor. And a lot of times, if not all the time, it has a racial implementation that could be purposeful, could be not purposeful. But, you know, you're, you're breaking up groups of people. Um, and uh, whether that's by political party, by race, uh, any of that. And so, um, so, and it's very evident here in Texas that we have very few uh, contested, you know, or highly uh, competitive uh, congressional districts. And gerrymandering is a major reason for that. So no matter if you're Democrat, Republican, you don't want your elected officials picking you. You want to pick the people you vote for. Um, how do we fix it? How do we change gerrymandering to help it leave? <laughs> take it away. <laughs> How do we take it away? <laughs> there, there's a lot of really good ways to do that. First okay. of all, the 2020 census is coming up. So like, okay. everybody needs to be involved in the 2020 census, whether that's like actually taking the census and then helping the census like, you know, uh, be done throughout the community. Sure. So volunteer, it's a great way to, to help uh, you know get civically engaged. It's how our Congress is set up and yeah, the exactly. makeup. Yeah, sure. Exactly. And then um, the other thing is to actually call for independent uh, redistricting commissions. And so some states have already implemented this, and it's really effective to where you know rather than the party that's in power of the state house um, or the state capitol. Sure. Uh, chooses the maps uh -huh. um this sort of like bipartisan you know democrat and republican uh balanced commission actually draws the maps and makes the maps competitive um and so and and so that's a great way to like solve that problem i i really think that that really does help everything uh just just be the way it should be mm -hmm. um i'm not gonna lie sounds kind of like a fairy tale does it happen right now or is yeah, this something there's, there's other states that are actually you know testing this doing this really um, yeah and so it's it's and it's really effective you see like a lot of the uh old gerrymandered maps like uh dissolve and then you get more competitive districts um and then when that happens uh you get you know uh districts that usually produce a candidate that is more reflective of the electorate itself um, and then MIT, Stanford are also working on like GIS modeling that will do all of that with only computers. And we'll look at like hyper local, like household level data um, and draw like, you know, give you like 10 different separate maps within seconds um, that, that make everything balanced and competitive. That is scary that's the future. future. That's the future. <laughs> that's scary future. So. Um, I think we should check on our eggs and avocados to make sure they're not on fire we're looking good there's they need a little more time but they're okay <clears throat> are there any good things about political parties and if there are 
what are they? Absolutely. There's a lot of like really good like thinking that's happening in political parties. Uh, you know, that is a lot of a lot of the ways that like people get engaged in politics mm -hmm. is through like their party of choice. Um, and so rather than having to do all of the research themselves or, you know, figure out ways to organize their neighbors, um, parties help help do all of that automatically. And so parties have a real purpose in politics and it's around organizing. Do you think that sometimes political parties can focus more on, really this is polarization, right? They can focus more on, you know, I'm a Democrat, I'm going to be the, the biggest and most Democratic Democrat that I can be, or I'm a Republican, I'm going to go, you know, red GOP for life. Do you think that gets in the way of being an American and, and finding commonalities across party lines? I think that it's definitely not a good thing for our democracy because what's happening is that you know uh, the say so-called purity test mm -hmm. is uh, is push is is increasing the polarization that's like naturally happening right Interesting. now. Interesting. And so uh, so yeah so you know if you believe in like those you know issues and that kind of thing go fight for it but um but in some ways like it's helping the polarization that's happening. So I think that we, yeah. I think we as uh, American people need to do like more like deep listening, deep talking, uh, and really having like discussions around things like uh, race and gender and you know uh, and and issues that that you know seem to divide us. Uh, yeah. We need to have those conversations. What's the difference between issue-based politics and? party politics or is there a difference there is a major difference so i mean obviously parties are grouping issues together mm -hmm. and uh and sort of like packaging them yeah um but you know issues uh really lead towards movements right sure um so if you look at like civil rights the civil rights movement it was yeah. an issues-based movement um and same thing that we're seeing for like black lives matter and you know uh, march for our lives those are issues-based movements and they really our generation the millennial generation yeah is are issue-based voters. And so while our parents and grandparents were really party-aligned uh, early on, uh, what we're seeing now is that young people are really issues-based um, and then the parties are sort of like molding around them and what they care about. So this this is almost like the way democracy should work, right? Your, your populace picks the issues that matter and then the party conforms to that rather than the party telling you what to think or how to vote or how to think. Yeah, but I mean, I think that ultimately, like there is like a consensus part of, of parties that uh, that matters. So like internally, uh, the reason for the primary is, mm -hmm. is to like choose the, the candidates that you want to go to the next, you know, and have these like internal party uh, conversations of like what you believe in, what you stand for, and then choose the candidates that stand for that platform or those issues, and then send them to the general election uh, for for the actual like, you know, the Republican versus Democratic uh, runoff. Um, but you know, like. I do believe that issues, uh, at least for our generation, sure. are a defining, defining uh, point uh, for, for politics. Um, I vote. Mm -hmm. You vote. If you're watching this, you probably vote too. Please vote. <laughs> <laughs> How do you um, convince other people to vote when it looks like, oh, yeah, I live in a red state or I live in a blue state. My vote doesn't matter. 
how do you convince your neighbors to vote? Absolutely. There's two reasons why young people don't vote. My vote doesn't matter and voting is too hard. The first one's really, really easy to deal with because there are candidates after candidates after candidates on both sides of the aisle that lose by like 10 votes, mm. 20 votes. Um, and so when you look at that, you know, uh, what I hear from them is they're like, we knock on door after door after door that's like, I'm not political, I don't wanna get involved, you know, I don't vote. Um, but then when they lose or they win by five or 10 votes, it makes them really aware of the fact that like your voice, mm -hmm. like your single voice can sure. really make a huge difference. So especially in like really local elections, mm -hmm. like city elections, judicial races, uh, ballot initiatives, yeah. like your voice has a tremendous tremendous impact and then once you realize that your voice does matter mm -hmm. then you know it's the job of groups like move texas to help you like understand all the stuff about voting and how to get involved here in texas we are coming close to wrapping up our time together um obviously uh party politics is a big reason why we're talking the bigger reason is the avocados let's do it let's see how these guys turned out oh you know, I think one of them looks really good. The others still look kind of clear, but we're going to take them out anyway. Let's do it. And just uh, see what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay this here. And we're going to jump in this cabinet right here to get something that I don't burn my hands on. Very real possibility. Very real possibility. <laughs> <clears throat> I do not cook. I'm, I'm happy to help you if you'd like. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, but uh, you're, you're our guest. Right. I got the oven for you. Thank you. Oh, well, these guys look not terrible. This is great right there. This is this is the winner. Yeah. Um, and we're going to post these right after we, we finish up here so y'all you, you don't miss much. This one looks pretty bad, dude. It's a little, it's a little runny. Um, so another five minutes in the oven and it'll be perfect. But if you want to show the audience, uh, like, the avocado is getting a little brown and it's really, really nice. So like another three to five minutes in the oven, it's a done deal. So let's put these guys back in um, and we'll wrap up because uh, we uh, want pretty photos for Instagram. I live for pretty photos for Instagram, by the way. As we do all. <laughs> so. um, okay. We're called Not Everything Sucks. Tell us, what doesn't suck? There's a lot of things that are like going wrong with democracy right now in a lot of ways. Um, and so if you feel that like democracy is in some ways under attack, that's, mm. you know, that, that, that's probably the case. Um, but there's a lot of really great things happening too. These like really grassroots movements mm. that are being led by like young people, mm. people of color, women of color, um, are absolutely like incredible and, uh, and inspiring. And mm. that is the uh, miracle of democracy is that it constantly renews. So uh, anytime that like the American people think that democracy is failing or that there's a, a problem, like there is this like wellspring of like grassroots activism that pops up and we're living through that moment right now and that certainly doesn't suck. You know, it, it gives me hope 
to see people get passionate about what they believe in, to want to do something about it, to want to, to, to become a better person regardless of what political party, um, and to promote other people who are doing the same to uh, help us all out. Um, Drew, I can't thank you enough for joining us this evening. Um, it's, you are incredibly smart, uh, and it has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. Um, I want to thank everyone who has been watching uh, live stream, and if you're listening on the podcast, thank you for taking 30 minutes out of your busy schedule to hang out and learn a little bit about party politics. Um, next week, we are having uh, a special uh, guest co-host, uh, James Rivera, who is an alum of the Congressional Hispanic Leadership Institute. Um, he's a, another UTSA uh, alum as well. James Rivera will be joining, talking about education in politics. Tune in. It's going to be awesome. That's, that's, that's pretty spicy. I don't know what we're going to cook. Um, maybe avocado toast? Uh, I don't know. Do you, you need to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, thank you so much. Everyone, not everything sucks, and uh, we're glad we told you why. Take it easy, y'all.